Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Are we ready? I guess not. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Almost a multi-run home run. This one blasted to right center field, and that's not coming back. C.J. Crone, his 13th of the year, the third allowed by Harvey in the early innings. Mm. I hate to put you on the spot because oh. I know you're like producing this on the fly. Is there any way we can hear that crack of the bat one more time? Mm, please. I need that injected into my veins right now. Let's just turn down the music so it's okay, hold just... On. Yeah, we want it clean. Hold on, hold on. Set the mood. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Set the mood, everyone. All right, ready? Grab some lotion. Here we go. <laughs> couple of uh, multi-run home runs. Oh! Oh! Oh, my God! Oh, that is... You want it one more time? Oh, yeah. Could you please? A multi-run home runs. Oh! 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 Be still, my heart. Wow! This game, this game just started an hour ago. My knees are quivering. Twins and Angels. The Twins already have four home runs, and we are now here to celebrate. Wrong. What do you mean? Here's Miguel Sano from just a couple minutes ago. You guys. Prepare yourselves. Oh, is this? Dim the lights a little bit. I'm I'm actually going to dim the lights. You got to dim the lights a little bit. Turn on the candles. Crack a bottle of wine because the lights have been dimmed. Okay. Prepare yourself, boys. Okay. As he gets more at bats and sees more pitches. Oh! 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 Oh my goodness! Somebody check on that baseball. Oh, oh my God! What? Oh, you just want that one more time? Yes. Yeah, we'll we just, c- I could do this for two hours. We'll just do that for two hours. Just listen to Miguel Sano crack, mm. just destroy a baseball here. As he gets more at bats and sees more pitches. No! Oh man! Oh! Whoa! Oh! Oh man! They hit four home runs. I need a cigarette in the first hour yeah. of this game. Against Matt Harvey. And by the way, we should probably spend some time celebrating the life and career of Matt Harvey, who was laid to rest by the Twins <laughs> offense. My God. May he rest in peace. Poor guy. Here's like, here, if you're wondering whether you should hashtag cut the brakes or whether it's hashtag or whether hashtag it's happening. So the Twins get rained out last night, one of like three rainouts ever inside the stadium in, uh, in Los Angeles. And 
I think Latroy Hawkins was doing the the color commentate uh, the last few few games, yeah. and so like because they weren't expecting to be in L.A. still today, he had to go. So they don't have a color commentator today. So it's Dick Bramer with like just a rotating crew, like Derek Falvey. That's awesome. You know how there's always the two shot to start the game where it's Dick and Bert <laughs> yeah, or Dick and it was yeah. Dick and Derek Falvey. <laughs> And Falvey was nailing his cues like Dick would set up. Welcome to Los Angeles. Here the twins have a, you know Matt Harvey on the mound today, and then like Derek would take it for twenty seconds, yep, like a quick uh, scouting yep. report yep. on Matt Harvey. <laughs> Except it was more like scouting reports of his own players, right? And so in the second inning, to me, this is like the peak of the twin season where they already lead the major leagues. They came into today with the best record in the major leagues, most home runs. It's the most fun season we've had, maybe for sure in the last nine years of Twins baseball. And they bring on the director of team travel, Mike Herman, who's, I love Mike Herman. He used to be PR director for a long time. He's been with the organization forever. And they're hitting home runs. They're clowning Matt Harvey. They're clowning the Angels. (laughs) And the director of team travel, Mike Herman, is calling play-by-play of home runs in the booth. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're making it seem way too easy at this point. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. Now, the Angels are mounting a comeback. It is 8-2 now against Martin Perez, but mm. uh, Martin Perez in line to get another win here for the Twins today. Wow. I mean, like, what? when is the roller coaster going to come back down is like, my question. Like, when is the dip? Like, like, like right when now, are they it's gonna... just that click, 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 right. like, on the way up. <laughs> it is. It's just looking around, like, is there a drop? Is there a drop? At any... We're getting really high up there. Is there a drop at any point? Is there a loop-de-loop? I've worked at an amusement park for far too long that I know that noise you just made, and all... <laughs> I can only hear that noise. <laughs> but, like, when is, when is the drop? The Twins, the Twins have the best record in all of baseball today. They're clowning the Angels. They've got four more home runs. Miguel Sano has, what, three home runs now or whatever it is. Uh, C.J. Crone hit a ball to opposite field that hasn't landed yet. Jonathan Scope almost hit a ball out of the stadium a couple <laughs> innings ago. Like, what is happening right now? This is amazing. I don't know. This is, I mean, it's getting even, it's getting out of control. Like even cut the brakes guy over here is like really this is still like why <laughs> like this isn't really this really isn't stopping huh this isn't slowing down I feel like we should even just like we should open up we don't take a lot of phone calls in the first segment of the mm-hmm. show but if you're just watching the twins today and you're bewildered and you've got just sort of this euphoric Minnesota sports fan feeling if you just want to hear cracks of bats. You can request cracks of bats, and yeah. Jonathan will play them for you. <laughs> 651-646-8255. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Judd coming back from Vegas. He'll be back in tomorrow. But uh, Jason Stark's going to join us on the show today, too. Like we had, So we did the Glenn Perkins uh, show this morning, Scoring a Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball. Mm-hmm. And one of the main things we talked about was, so we talked about Martin Perez and... We talked about the difference in communication between front office all the way down to players with this regime. And I think the the thing that stands out from Glenn's perspective, having been with losing Twins teams and having been have having had conversations with the new front office and the old front office, this front office and scouting department and coaching staff and their ability to look at players that we're watching today, like look at Jonathan Scope and say, you know what, dude, you had a terrible year last year. We're going to fix you. Martin Perez, your career is basically in turmoil. We're going to fix you. Miguel Sano, you've been mostly a disaster the last couple of years. You're going to come up here and you're going to be hitting bombs 450 feet right out of the gate. And, and you're going to look like a new man. I mean, they have everything 
they've touched so far this year, whether it's fixing a reclamation or just squeezing more out of a young player like a Max Kepler, literally everything they've set out to do has happened so far, except for maybe like Trevor Hildenberg got off to a bad start. Yeah, right? I think I think when and I'm just gonna pull a number out of the air, but I think when when you come into a season and you're Falvi Levine and Baldelli and you go, All right, these are these are ten things we feel like we need to do to have a good season. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you hit seven of those, it's still gonna be a pretty good year. They're hitting like they're hitting on ten out of ten. And I don't know what the ten is. Again, I just pulled that number out of thin air, but they're like, all right, well, we're gonna, let's go through it. We're gonna do this with Martin Perez. We're gonna do this with Jake Odorizzi. We're gonna do this with Michael Pineda. We're gonna, you, you could even count Pineda as like a maybe. Right. Like yeah. maybe he's maybe he's he's been okay. Yeah. But Perez Odorizzi. Nelson Cruz, you're—I know he has a track record, but you're rolling the dice when you sign a 38-year-old, right? In, yeah. in, in in the major leagues, Jonathan Scope, yep, Byron Buxton. You saw Scope with the Brewers last year. He was—he was a mess, terrible. He was an absolute mess. Well, didn't they sit him for a while too? Well, they traded for him, and then like a week later, they traded for Mike Mustakis and put Travis Shaw at second base. Yeah, and so Jonathan Scope was getting like spot starts at second. They put him at shortstop every once in a while. And he just never found his, and he was coming back from an injury on top of all that. So just never found his rhythm. He wasn't getting the at-bats to find his rhythm. Yeah. I would add, so Max Kepler's on that list of things that uh, you got to squeeze a little extra out of. It's Something's got to go right for you to have a big season. And Jorge Polanco, he had the 80-game suspension off the beginning of last year, which, which sort of invalidated his hot second half the year before, mm-hmm. which put him on the map as a player. You're thinking, mm-hmm. well... Was that PED driven? I mean, right. he had to, he had to reprove himself this year. He's already got a bomb in this game, and his, he would be getting MVP votes if the vote happened today. Yeah, multiple Twins players would be getting MVP votes if the vote happened today. Uh, Mitch Garver, all right, this is a guy who offensively he's shown some, not this. What he's shown in the last five six weeks, he's on the DL now or the 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 IL as it's called now. Um, but defensively, he's a different guy. Yeah, getting he's a completely him completely different man. Yep. So. It is. I'm just like running out of things to say about this team. <laughs> That's not good. We have a radio show. I know. <laughs> but at some point, I guess I keep telling myself, at some point, just it's it's the way baseball works. They're going to play sub-500 baseball for a stretch. Sure. And we have to look at that and evaluate it for what it is. Okay, does that mean that you should tweak this over here or add this player via trade over there? Um, or is it just... The nature of baseball, but like, they're they're giving themselves the luxury of having a stretch like that and not really worrying about it and yeah. not not having any reason to panic. When when you're sitting on May 23rd with the division lead that they have, they have eight. What is it right now? Seven game division lead. Yes, on May 23rd, <laughs> and the Indians are showing very few signs of life, and the rest of the division is a joke. You haven't even played the White Sox yet. That's like 15 wins. You got 15 wins in the bank just in the games you have left against the White Sox. Yeah. And you're seven games up on the Indians. This is why when I cut the brakes, I cut the brakes. Because, yes, there are going to be some times where there's, you know, there's a sharp turn in the road. I got no brakes. I, I can, like, let up off the gas pedal a little bit, but there are no brakes. And I know there are going to be times where it's going to be a white-knuckle ride. But that, I have no doubt that when this ride is over, that they're going to be in the postseason. This so, thing doesn't run out of gas until at least October. What are your new expectations for the Minnesota Twins here? You're asking for what, like wins? No, I, I would I would frame it up this way. 
So going into the season, if I would have asked you what would be a successful season for the Twins, my answer would have been win the division. Like what's the lowest ma- bar ma- for a successful season? Yep. I, so make the playoffs, and then the bar above that would be win the division. But like get back to the playoffs would have been my I preseason even, success. My, I predicted they'd win the division. And so like between 80, 80, 86 and 90 games that they'd win the division. But an 86-win season, even if they didn't win the division or make the playoffs, an 86-win season for where this team was in their development or where we thought their development was before the season started, 86 wins, not, and I'd have been good. I mean, you can't really control how the rest of the playoff race shakes out, but I felt like 86 would have them in contention, have them playing meaningful baseball in September. And that's what I was looking for. Those expectations are, if that happens now, I think we're all going to be, if they only win 86 games with 32 wins. They'd, they'd have to play below 500 baseball the rest of the way. Far below 500 baseball to end up there. So now I'm looking at at least 90 wins am I, and, a, and a division championship. Am I, so I think division championship is now, I know it's baseball and the, like the Twins have, have come back from farther down in divisions before in the Ron Gardenhire era. So I, I don't want to take things for granted here, but they're only going to add to this team. And a couple of their key pieces are not in the lineup with Nelson Cruz being on the injured list. And Mitch Garver's been one of the best hitters in baseball. So they're only going to add to a team. And and But by add, I also mean internally. It's possible that Gratterall could be up pitching for them in August or September. It's possible that, that they could bring a bat up. I mean, they don't need a bat, but there's things they can add internally and externally to what they've already built here. People keep talking about regression, that you have to expect regression with this baseball team. And people far smarter than me have have said you have to expect regression from this baseball team. Yeah. But my my baseball common sense says, A, we haven't even hit the warm weather months yet, and the Twins have been playing in especially terrible weather. Hashtag put a roof on it. And so as the weather warms up, the balls start flying farther, the balls start flying faster, you just laid out some of the injuries that they have of, of guys who are big-time producers for this offense or were until they went on the IL. And you have guys, if you look up and down this Twins lineup, who, if you look at their monthly splits, the hottest months, I think, for Polanco are June and July. The hottest months for Nelson Cruz are July and August. Byron Buxton's best months, I think, are, are July and August. Some of these guys' best baseball, if you look at their track record and some of their best offensive numbers are still ahead of them. I I know I know what the the overriding numbers probably say that there has to be regression for a team who's doing what the Twins are doing right now, but if you look at it on an individual case by case basis and go up and down that lineup, there's reason to believe that this offense could be more potent as this season moves along and they could score more runs. Yeah. Uh, Billy chimes in and I I have a final exclamation point to put on this discussion, but just real quick, Billy chimes in to us on the Score North Twitter account, at Score North. We check that all throughout the show, so you can always tweet at us, uh, S-K-O-R North. It's coming up roses now, but do you really have confidence facing the big three come playoff time? And I'm assuming the big three, he means Houston, Boston, and New York. That was the big three coming into the season. Okay, And my answer is yes. Look at this lineup. Look at what this lineup has done to good teams and good pitchers. This The Twins got the best of the Astros. My preseason thought was just get back to the postseason, go win between 87 and 90 games. There should be some low hanging fruit in your division. Now that we're almost two months into this thing, my new sights are set on ALCS and World Series. I think you can talk about World. I don't think you can say World Series are bust because it's the beginning of a window mm-hmm. opening for this franchise right. and they got a bunch of young players. 
But I think you can safely start saying World Series is no longer just a thing that we throw out. Oh, maybe before we die, right? Like, right. no, this is a this is a legitimate start to the season that gives you runway to add pieces to a team that's offense looks like it could hit in a World Series right now. So you're saying this breakless steaming locomotive does not run out of gas until at least the ALCS. Wow. Wow. I'm just saying. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna crucify them if they get beat in the ALDS or if you know if if things go because I because I do firmly believe that they're just opening their window here. But I think we can talk about World Series here, and I don't think it has to be I don't think we have to be nervous Minnesota sports fans. Like I think we can say yeah. this team is awesome. They're hitting bombs all over the place. Can we queue up some more? Can we queue up a couple of those? I need to hear that again. I need to hear the Miguel Sano one at least. Please. Like, did they have a boom mic in his pocket? Nope. That's just the power of Miguel Sano. Was his bat mic'd up? <laughs> <laughs> that would be weird. That would be awesome. Like, if we had, up the, coaches if we had the technology to mic up bats, can you imagine the cracks of the bat we would get? We oh, go. man. Oh, oh, oh my God. That is ridiculous. Man. Your guy asked Adio batting ninth today. As long as he's in the lineup, I'm good. Here's Scopes. Scopes oh. left field. <laughs> okay, that home run, I don't know what the official tail of the tape was, but that's one of the longest home runs I've ever seen hit in a road. Like where you see a ball go almost all the way out of the stadium and it lands in the top couple rows. So that's how far that home run ball went. I didn't see it, but I can tell oh by the God. sound. It went very, very far. I like how on Williams Estadio's helmet, like little... Little poofs of his hair pop out they of the do. top. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Look at him. He should he should definitely pull those poofs through yeah, for sure. have like little horns yeah. sticking he, out of his helmet. He should he should go with it. He Maybe. should lead into that. <laughs> lead in. You guys do know it is World Turtle Day, right? Is it really? Yeah. Really? Uh, how about so, that? Congratulations, Lots Artiga. Well, he's for sure hitting a home run then today, right? Yeah, he has to. to. Probably okay. right here. Get that yeah. get get start recording for and the crack of the bat. Totally gonna be an inside the park one, right? I mean, that would make sense for La Tortuga. You know, a man who knows a lot about home runs, not not so much turtles. I don't know if Jason Stark's a turtle guy. I know he's a La Tortuga guy. But Jason Stark from The what Athletic. He has turtle trivia. He definitely has trivia. He just texted. Okay, good. So he's definitely going to make us feel inadequate <laughs> in this next segment. Good. Mackie and Judd with Ronnie on the all-new Score North. The first place twin show you can find five days a week. And we'll have an announcement about that tomorrow, too. We're going to expand that bad boy. But uh, let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here for a brief moment, specifically business owners out there. I've been a business owner myself, so I can empathize with you when it comes to some of the grind. I can also relate to some of the the highs and uh, the elation part of it, too. It's It's a combination of grind, problem solving, and also... I would say a gratification as well. And it helps tremendously when you have an insurance company like Federated that gives you peace of mind as you navigate some of these challenges, the day-to-day and long-term challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. Another home run. 
That's all he can say at this point. Actually, you know what? Let's uh, let's let's bring that music down again here and uh, bring Jason Stark. Jason, we just we need you to hear the crack of these twins' bats here. <laughs> Thank you. All right, all right. Let's uh. Oh, oh, oh man. Oh. Thank it's, you, sir. May we have another. We literally spent a good seven minutes of the top of the show just listening to, to Twins Cracks of the Bats, Jason. That's, <laughs> that's where we're You've at. Right for now. a long time for this. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, I was just saying, Jason Stark from The Athletic and MLB Network joining mm-hmm. us here on Mackie and Judd with Rami. I was saying in, in the last segment that a lot of people, and plenty of those people, I'm, I'm readily willing to admit, smarter than me, say, you have to expect regression from this Twins team, and especially the offense. But when I look up and down that lineup, I, I see guys who tend to heat up as the season gets later and the weather gets warmer. And just physics says balls fly farther and faster when the weather heats up. And they have guys like Nelson Cruz and Mitch Garver who were producing pretty decent offensive numbers for him before they got hurt coming back from the IL. Am I crazy to say that we shouldn't necessarily expect regression from this offense? <laughs> Uh, you, you know, if you do the math, it's really hard to convince yourself the Twins are going to hit 330 home runs. They don't get to play the Orioles anymore, for one thing. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. But the, the lineup is for real. And the home run rate that we are seeing is not turning back. I don't get any sense from Major League Baseball. They think it's even possible to address the baseballs, right? And you know, We've gone from a time here in five years where... Five years ago, not even one of every ten, home, ten fly balls was a home run. And now, less than one of every seven fly balls is a home run. It's, been a, it's a 50% increase. And so, like any precedent for what baseballs used to do, <laughs> how many home runs teams used to hit, we should ignore. So anything is possible with this group. And like the most important part is, what's the argument that the Indians are better than the Twins. I can't find one. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah. You, that's that, And it's funny because we were sort of laying that out before the season, too. But yeah. sometimes like the Indians have the Indians have built some strong momentum the last few years, and they've been living off some inertia, and the Twins have been building something quietly the last couple of years. And now it looks like there's right. a changing of the guard. And last night, so the Twins are in an interesting spot in that they checked out of their team hotel yesterday only to be told, yep, uh, there was a rainstorm in Los Angeles, one of the five all year, and <laughs> squeegeeing the outfield isn't good enough to make the field conditions playable, so they had to go scramble back to their hotel, and uh, and they've sort of patchworked the broadcast crew today because of travel plans, but I'm guessing it's not very often you see rainouts in Los Angeles, either with the Dodgers or the Angels, Jason Stark. Like, why do you know that I keep this? I mean, that, <laughs> I, 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 I tee you up like we've been doing this for yeah, years. You know, every time I run into Stan Kasten, who's the president of the Dodgers, he gets on me about this. How's your weather back east? <laughs> How many times have they rolled the tarp out back east? I'm not sure we even have a tarp. Why would we need one? Do you know the Dodgers have now gone 1,683 games in a row without a rainout in L.A.? Wow. Wow. 19 seasons, no rainouts. Uh, Angels, two. This now makes two in the last 24 seasons. <laughs> and uh, then the Padres, they're the slackers. Since they opened Petco, they've actually had three rainouts. That's in 16 seasons. So, are you, 16 
but let's just do 16 years. The three teams combined, five rainouts. Why do we live where we live? <laughs> we ask ourselves that all the time. Here, but yeah. do the other you met you mentioned the other LA stadiums or, or California stadiums, I should say. Do they have drainage systems? Because it doesn't seem like Anaheim Stadium has any drainage system whatsoever by the looks of that outfield last night. Yeah, that did not go well. They, they, you know, they they upgraded a lot of stuff about that stadium, but there's no reason to put money into that. It never is needed. <laughs> um you know, like the Padres, if you could like thumbing through their media guide or their website or something, you can't find anything that tells you here's what the policy is if there's a rainout. It's San Diego. Yeah, they just don't need that policy. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, Jason Stark with us here from The Athletic and MLB Network. Since we're uh, kind of talking about the Twins and and their current uh, hold on not only the American League, but the major leagues. They have the best record in the major leagues right now, and I doubt they're going to blow this 8-2 to lead. But we're talking you know, twins, trade targets, and we've brought up the name Madison Bumgarner on this show. And I'd love to know your thoughts on another guy that could easily be dealt. He only has about a year and a half left on his contract in Toronto. Marcus Stroman has been floated out there, and I kind of like him on the surface for the twins, but what do you know about him and what are your thoughts? Oh, I know a lot about him. Uh, he um, he's going to get traded. You know, I mean, the Blue Jays people. I've I've asked them, is there any chance that you sign him instead of trading him? I don't get the sense that's happening, right? So, uh, Mark, Marcus Stroman's an interesting guy, right? He's a very confident guy, super athletic guy, little guy, not a swing and miss guy, right? He's never struck out eight per nine innings. Uh, he's, he's a seven. Point seven this year. That's his career high. Um, but he has he, he you know he first off he he's evolved. He used to be sinker 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 two seamer. Uh, he has definitely dialed that back a little. A uh, lot more sliders now. A lot more pitches up in the zone now. He's adapting to the modern game. And there's just something about him. You know, like as I said, not a classic ace, but. He pitched the gold medal game for Team USA in the World Baseball Classic. He starts on opening day. He he has a presence. What I wonder is, uh, uh, will there be enough swings and misses for the Twins front office? What happened to him last year? Did he have injury problems? Because I was when when the name popped up, I was looking through his uh, through his track he record, did. and last year was sort of a dip for him production wise. He did. You know, he like he's a. Uh, if you remember that year, he blew out his ACL, and he, he was supposed to be out for the year, and he wound up pitching in September and the postseason. And it was a really key guy when that, that team got to the ALCS. That was like a miracle that he almost willed himself to do that. Um, and he, you know, he just thinks he can pitch through anything, will himself through it. He could not do that last year, and he, you know, he and Aaron Sanchez both had a lot of stuff that just kept flaring up. If I remember, was it, I don't remember last year's injury, was it Blister? I know Aaron Sanchez had that, but I think Marcus Stroman had it too because it was a thing that he was giving Aaron, Aaron Sanchez crap about not pitching through a blister, and then he couldn't. Yeah. Um, Jason, you wrote, and I, I, I definitely direct people to go to theathletic.com slash MLB and, and read the whole thing. But the Tampa Bay Rays are sitting here, and they did lose their first place hold in the American League East, but they're sitting here in playoff position again with no payroll again. They're 28-18. and 18. 
And again, they're probably not going to average 20,000 fans a game. The, the last time that happened, according to your article, was 2010. So they've been incredible with limited resources. They have very little flow of fans and cash and revenue coming into that stadium. So what is the future of the Tampa Bay Rays, do you think? You know, they're, they're back in limbo. It's where they've been for a long time. Um, you know, been, they've got the fifth best record in baseball over the last, I guess it's 12 seasons now. And yet they finished last or next to last in baseball in attendance. This will be nine seasons in a row. Um, and they've got to get out of Tropicana Field. They've got to get a new park built. Uh, you know, they're stuck right now, legally, can't look anywhere outside of St. Petersburg. They're never going to build in St. Petersburg. So we're a year or two away from Stu Sternberg, their owner, saying, we got to get this done, or I, I have to look somewhere else because we're running out of time. Their lease runs through 2027, and so there's going to be a showdown. After he says that, then it gets interesting. Then we find out whether there are actually people in their metropolitan area who will rise up and say, we can't lose a team. And I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. I do know that as bad as their attendance is, they do have fans. They just don't go to games. <laughs> so do they, are they willing to pay for a stadium? Are the politicians willing to fund a stadium? Is the state of Florida willing to step in and make sure they get a stadium? I don't know the answer, but we're, they're going to play that game real soon. So do they have a lease that has them locked into Tampa Bay? Because they, why, I mean, why has it taken so long for Major League Baseball to be able to take action? I know I've heard yeah. plenty of stories about the Twins almost getting moved out of, out of the Twin Cities, and that seemed to happen pretty fast. I was around in Milwaukee when, when they were getting Miller Park, and there was stress that they could lose that team overnight. Why has Tampa Bay gotten a dozen years of a winning baseball team and no attendance, and MLB can't move them? Uh, you know, the Twins almost moved to St. Petersburg. After right. They built the Trop. That was one of the teams they were trying to attract for a while. Uh Started playing in 1998 with a 30-year lease, wow. and they're being held to it. Um, and you know, in within the terms of that lease, they're not allowed to look outside of St. Petersburg or that Pinellas County area on that side of the bay without some sort of negotiated agreement to do so. They were given a window by the politicians in St. Petersburg to look in Tampa. Uh, that window expired at the end of last year, and now St. Petersburg is not allowing them to look elsewhere. And so they are stuck. They cannot extricate themselves until somebody pushes this envelope. So it's going to happen. And, and, it's going to happen. Yeah, and it, it would be fun to see them with... The, the requisite resources and just see what they can do if they weren't the bottom of the barrel every single year. But uh, we'll find out. Andrew Friedman went from there to the Dodgers and what's happened. Yeah. You know, um, that's what we're seeing now. You're seeing the behemoths, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox run like many of these small market teams were run for a long time. And if they can outthink you and outspend you, 
that's dangerous. Uh, Jason Stark, so Yankees contenders, Twins contenders, Astros contenders, Red Sox have gotten back into it here, and the and the Rays don't seem like they're just going to lie down. Who else? I mean, the Indians are above 500. How many teams do you think are going to be in the mix for a playoff spot in the American League? I know that the, the, the A's and Rangers have at least gotten hot this week and have kind of put themselves back in the conversation, but how many teams in the American League? I'll be honest. I think we know the five playoff teams already. Wow. <laughs> I really do. The Astros are winning that division, no doubt. Crank it. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get right, to the calm Twins down yet. <laughs> calm down. The, the, uh, the Twins are going to win their division. They're now jockeying to avoid having to play in Yankee Stadium in October, right? And then Yankees, Rays, Red Sox are gone. I just don't. Just it's going to be who hosts the wild card game. I don't see where the. Indians or the Rangers or the A's are really good enough. If you really want to try to talk yourself into the Angels, they get the same record as the White Sox. No, and uh, if, like no, that's no. not happening. No, uh, and you haven't watched them in the last four days, if that's uh, the case too. So, so Jason's saying right. cut the brakes. If you're a Twins fan, he's saying it's happening. Outstanding. Yep. Uh, we do have. Uh, let's fire this up here for our friend Jason Stark, Jonathan Harrison. We do have some game show action to get to. Make us look like fools, Jason. Let's do it. <laughs> that was last week's saga. Let's see about this week. Uh, Twins playing the Angels. Uh, so this was inspired by Mike Trout, who hit his 250th home right up to 251 now, if I'm not mistaken. Every one of those home runs for one team, the Angels. So here's your question. Two players have hit 250 home runs for the Twins franchise, but none for any other franchise. I'm going to get charitable here and count the Senators as part of this franchise. I don't know what came over me. So two players with 250 home runs for the Twins and zero for any other team? That's what you're asking? That is. Wow. So You just have to figure out who's at 250, right? The the elephant in the room here is Harmon Killebrew clearly hit... A bunch of home runs. But he also played, I think he played a year with the Royals at the end of his career. And I don't know if he hit a home run for them or not. He had to have hit one. He had to run into He's one Harman by Killebrew. accident. Right, yeah. exactly. But why would Jason bring up the Senators? That's also Harman true. Harmon played for the Senators. I think. I'm pretty he, sure Harmon played for the Senators. Maybe he's doing that to throw us off the scent. It's <laughs> a mm, sneaky start. Yeah. That was a sneaky laugh too I'm, when I'm, I said that. I'm gonna place a I'm gonna place a bet that Harmon Killebrew did not hit a home run with the Kansas City Royals. Wow. Okay. Is Kirby did Kirby get to 250 home runs? Because he didn't play anywhere else, did he? I don't think Kirby got to 250. I think no? Kirby was in like the 230 range. Hmm. I mean, maybe I'm wrong on that. Let's start with Killebrew. Okay. Is Killebrew on there, Jason? Oh. No, sorry. I'm he sorry. hit 14 with the Royals. I trusted right, well. you. I trusted you. I trusted you. Yeah, I figured, but you didn't know that he actually did what he did. Did Kirby hit two? All right, Kirby Puckett. Did Kirby, Kirby hit two fifty? Nah, Kirby got the two oh seven. Yeah, he wasn't. Hmm. Yeah, he hit some home runs. One of for Kirby's him. teammates, though. Ken Herbeck. Ken Herbeck. Herbie, man. All right. How could you forget he hit two ninety three? So is the other one? The other one is in the way back era. 
right? We've already lost. We've, we're already over. Yeah, we might as well just ask yeah. for the answer. All right, what's, what's, you, want, you want, so I'm allowed to give you clues? You can just give us the just answer. Just give us the answer. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, I mean, you, you've got to go back in time, um, not to 1912, but uh, you've got to go back to one of Killebrew's teammates. Bob Allison? Bob Allison is correct. 256. Now you pull out Bob Allison. You, you get 45 <laughs> of them with the Senators. Can I be honest, Rami? Yeah. I was when he when when he floated the Senators thing. I thought, well, Killebrew played for the Royals, and then Bob Allison's name popped into my head. But you just didn't say it. I didn't say it. You're all just, I just won't say that. I'm sorry. I'm all sorry. Right. It's my fault. <laughs> we get Judd back next week. Yeah. Hopefully, that'll help, Jason. Yeah. Every time I think of Bob Allison, I think of that old Home Run Derby show that they used to rerun on ESPN, yeah. Black and White. Great show, from Wrigley Field in L.A. And yeah. Bob Allison was a monster on that show. Yeah, it was a one-on-one empty stadium. I loved that. Baby. I loved watching that. <laughs> great man, you bring that back, uh, Jason Stark. Oh, I would watch the commentary was tremendous. What Mark? What was his name? Oh, he was the best. Old, very old timey feel I, to the. I used to, I used to, I used to watch that show and keep and like keep notes on the dialogue. And of course, it. Like, oh, oh, God. you used to do that, and Judd used to score it. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, we love having you. We'll talk again next week, man. Always fun, man. Thanks. All right, Jason. Jason Stark from the Athletic and MLB Network. Yeah, I I feel like Jason's one of the. I feel like sometimes I'm a nerdy baseball guy. You're a nerdy baseball guy, but like Jason is oh, the king nerd. Yeah, king for baseball sure. nerd. Yeah, he's got a pocket protector for sure. No <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, update. Twins still up 8-2 to two on the Angels. Martin Perez got out of a bases loaded jam there. I think it might have been in the third inning. Miguel Sano with a runner on first base, full count, two outs, and he's one for one with a home run. Then he strikes out, so on to the bottom of the fifth here. 651-646-8255. Randy in Cottage Grove. Randy. You're on the show. Yeah, well, I was curious. uh, As we look here at some of these uh, deeper position battles uh, for OTs, OTs, you know, a lot of people are looking at – Aviante Collins uh, and Dakota Dozier. I don't know if you guys are Listen, Randy, 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 the Twins are up 8-2 to two on the Angels right now. We yeah. just got done talking to Jason Stark about the first place Twins. The, the, uh, I'm sorry. It, uh, did, did I miss something? Uh, did uh, did OTAs not, uh, not just start here in town now, OTAs? Yeah, no, they started yesterday, Randy. But the the Twins are in are in first place, and they're they're up they're up eight to three right now. And uh, they, okay. I mean, they have the best record in baseball, Rami, Randy. Uh, uh, who who am I speaking with? This is Rami. Yeah, this okay. is Ra- I've been here for Listen, six months. Uh, uh, okay, Ronnie. Uh, uh, tell you what, number one thing that I can tell you guys right now, there's a lot of baseball left. Okay, they play a hundred and sixty-seven games or whatever it is. They got a lot more to go and. It's a nice little story, okay? I, I sometimes tweak about it. I tweet things here and there about it. But it's just because I'm bored, okay? I'm not bored now. It's OTAs now. So uh, you, you go ahead and keep an eye on that mm-hmm. as long as you need to. But we're looking at these battles, and we are trying to get ready for what's going to be a really critical season. And tell you what, people always say, twins, just keep it interesting until training camp, okay? Well, they did that. Good job. No, no, no. Those days are over, Randy. Those days are over. This Twins team is for real. It sounds like you're pumping the brakes. No, I, 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 no, the Vikings are for real. The Vikes are for real. We got we got so much I mean, bigger fish to fry Randy. in this town. 
so many bigger fish to fry and so many big key things that are going to be left to be proven this year. Hey, Randy, Randy, in the the most. Randy, have you ever heard the crack of a really good bat? I play softball three nights a week. Yeah, Randy, listen to this. Yeah, you don't. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Randy, come yeah, you're on, not, man. You're not, you're not getting that at OTAs. Okay. Oh, okay. let me ask you this. You ever heard the crack of a really nice helmet right up against another helmet? It just makes you makes me snug, okay? Go school. Did he say it makes me snug? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even hear what he said at the end. What did he scream there at the end? <laughs> when, when a man when a man says it makes me snug, what does that mean? What does that mean? It's your reaction to this. <laughs> oh, now I know what he means. Now you guys now know. I know what he means. Oh, I feel snug. Right there. <laughs> right there. <laughs> The next slogan. You know what makes me feel snug? What's that? Watching these home runs on a TCL 55-inch Roku TV. I'm feeling really snug right now. I got the uh, twins on one 55-inch TCL Roku TV. And to my right in Jonathan's studio, got my Cubs on the other 55-inch. Did you set this up? TCL Roku TV. No, I just came in and Jonathan already had it That's actually a rerun of the 2003 uh, NLCS. (laughs) Yeah. Just wait for it. You know what happens. TCL is America's fastest growing TV brand. So we've been talking about the new lineup of award-winning TCL TVs. You get the 4K picture quality, which allows you to see all of the baseballs leaving all of the yards for this Minnesota baseball team. It's a, it's an immersive viewing experience and listening experience because you get the great surround sound and you get that 4K picture quality with the built-in Roku device giving you access to 5,000-plus streaming channels and 500,000 movies and TV show episodes and 500,000 Twins home runs this season on your TCL TV. Mackie and Judd with Rami on the all-new Score North. Snug. I can't get that out of my head. Do the Twins make you feel snug? They do. (laughs) Just as snug as the crack of two helmets. Is that the uh, poll question for today? Yes. Do the Twins make you snug? Yes. Please. Do the Twins make you feel snug? Uh, we're getting some tweets here. You can always tweet the show at score North at Rami is tweeting at Phil Mackey at Jay Zolgad. He'll be back tomorrow. And, uh, someone had said Simon tweets into the show a little while ago. He says, since Judd's out this week and he'll be back tomorrow, but can you guys get the Judd bot to chime in on the show? And it's funny you bring that up because Judd bot 3000 does have some thoughts on the twins on other things. Does he, is it he? It? What do we call? It? I think it's. I think Judbot three thousand is gender neutral. Okay. All right. So it. It. Them. Sure. Yeah. Them. Sure. Here's what they had to say about the Minnesota Twins. Allow me to be the voice of reason, the voice of reality. My problem with the Twins is this: I don't care how many home runs they hit. This pitching staff will break your heart in October. I don't need Kyle Gibson facing Aaron Judge at Yankee Stadium. This is all too good to be true. Be careful, Twins fans. Yeah. Of course. Of course, we get pa- panic Judbot 3000. <laughs> Judbot hasn't cut the brakes yet. No. Judbot's still a little apprehensive. Classic panic <laughs> Judbot 3000. Classic. Um, 
I believe uh, I believe Jebbot three thousand has yeah, some additional thoughts too. Yeah. Okay, all right. Maybe he's thinking it's a long. I don't mean to spoil this twin celebration, but the Minnesota Wild have finally come to their senses. According to the Athletic, the Wild is discussing a trade that would send Jason Zucker to the Penguins. Praise the hockey gods and blow this entire thing sky high. <laughs> this team will never reach its full potential unless they tank for at least 10 years. That's right. Tank for 10. It's my new wild hashtag. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, we have a new... Tank for 10? We have a new wild it's hashtag. Judd Bot's new hashtag? Tank for hashtag. 10. It's always... The, Such a glass half empty. The, the Judbot predates me. How exactly did you guys like who? Oh who? my god! I'm sorry, Martin Perez almost just died, but winds up getting out of the bases loaded jam because that's the way the twin season yeah. has been going. <laughs> Jeez, a line drive straight up the middle, but they had the shift implemented, and uh, Jorge Polanco saves the day. Sorry. Who's the genius that that programmed the AI to make the Judbot so Jud like? Have you seen Rocky Four? Yes, it's pretty much that robot. <laughs> Have you guys seen Judbot? No. Because the voice is Judd-like. The takes are Judd-like. What does Judd-bot look like? But the visual is also very Judd-like. Oh, my God. Wow, that looks like Judd. You need to tweet out a picture of (laughs) Judd-bot to our listeners. Can you screenshot that? Yeah, I will screenshot it and send out the look (laughs) of Judd-bot. That's amazing. (laughs) Actually. The weird thing is, like, when you move the mouse around the screen, his face moves. So... Like, well, his eyes move, and it's really creepy when you're just, like, wiggling the camera So it's around. like in real life if you hold a craft beer in front of his face and kind of go back and forth, <laughs> right? Just kind of follows it, follows along. So what happened was Judd, Judd had a cold, one of those, like, where your voice is teetering. He came in. We were doing four hours between 9 and 1 o'clock. This is probably two or three years ago now. And the entire pre-show, Judd was trying to save his pitches, right? Like we were prepping, we were sitting across from each other prepping. We were emailing each other back and forth, and he was drinking tea just so we could save his reps. He didn't want to, if he only had forty percent of right. his vocal cords, yeah. he didn't want to waste it all before the show. Yeah, and so he kept saying like, "I'm, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm good to go. I'll be fine. I'm just, I'll cut it loose once we get on the show." And so, all right, I'll, I trust you. Whatever you're, you know, you know your voice better than I do. And we start the show. Music's playing. We had a segment that we opened the show with every day called the opening bell. And so it's like music bed underneath it. We're going to get into three topics. And here we go right off the bat. All right, Judd, last night this happens. And like he goes to let it rip. And it's like, uh. <laughs> and he couldn't talk. Like you're letting the air out of a tire. He couldn't talk. <laughs> Judd, what do you think about this? I, uh, I think. Uh, uh. And so he couldn't do the show, but we didn't have a co-host ready to rock and roll. So. Right. Uh, I think the first hour, it was basically like me and voiceless Judd. And so we had Judd. We, we thought it'd be funny. Like, how about you write down? I'll give my opinion on things. You write down your take. And then producer Dave can just like read your opinion. <laughs> and, and Dave said, well, what if, you know, what if we had Juddbot 3000 read the takes instead? And so Judd, the entire show, Judd sat there and would like email his opinions. And then we fed them through the Juddbot 3000. That's so whenever Judd's been gone, we always summon the Judd by 3000. Very accurate. It's very close to the real thing. It's always doom and gloom with Judd is, both of them. Judd is very much, I don't want to admit I'm sick guy. I remember a, a few weeks ago, we were sitting here in the studio getting ready for Purple Daily at noon. And he's clearing his throat and he's coughing. And I can hear just by the way that he's breathing, that he's congested. <laughs> he's and he's talking to me. Like his voice is like way down here. He's like, okay, so we could. 
I'm like, I was like, Judd, are you are you okay? Are you sick? And he's like, Yeah, no, it's just allergies. I'm fine. And sure enough, sure enough, the next day he's not here. He's out, he's, he's out sick. And like, you know, I'm a germaphobe, so I'm sick. I did not believe him for one second that it was just allergies. I was trying to stay, and it's kind of a small studio. I was trying to stay as far away from him as I could, but the whole time I was just sitting here thinking, like, I'm. I'm just surrounded by sickness right now, and, and Judd is lying to me. Yeah, that's why I think now we have about nine bottles of hand sanitizer just <laughs> outside the office, you'll notice. But, yeah, that's the thing about being in a radio studio, especially this one's a little bit more confined, yeah. like you said. One person gets sick, it's dominoes, man. Yeah, no, we're like, hermetically everyone, sealed yeah. in here, right. You might as well just quarantine <laughs> us. It might as well be a scene from Outbreak. Oh, man. So, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll hear from the Jubbot 3000 again before the show's over. I wouldn't mind. Doom and gloom Jubbot. I would not mind. So, corrupt Judge Jonathan has put together some cram session questions. We will compete against each other when we come back here, Ron. Can I just give a quick tease out? If you want to hear personified how pissed off Bucks fans are right now in the city of Milwaukee at Drake and how much they hate him, my buddy Bart Winkler is going to join us at 520, and he perfectly encapsulates how Bucks fans feel right now about Drake, and it's going to be enjoyable. This will be a fun hour coming up. I'm not getting <laughs> with Rob.